0: Happy Sunday and welcome back to your favorite podcast, Brunch with Desby. I am your host, Des, also known as Des B. And the B today stands for Bitch, I'm a Strong Mother. Bitch, I'm a Mother. Happy Sunday. It's officially the launch of my strong ass mom's postpartum program. I am so fucking excited i've told you guys up and down i did not feel uh, kind of confident making this but i finally feel confident because i'm like you know what no matter my birth story i still had a birth story you know what i mean and so today strong ass moms live check the link in the show notes it's a 10 week three phase postpartum program aim to rehabilitate and recover your postpartum body and learn how to kind of engulf in your new strength and your new journey of motherhood. So I'm very excited for that. Um, me and coach Tish, we put our heart and soul into this, um, making it something that is applicable for all moms, no matter what, um, no matter what your journey was And the tester group that we had, who has actually gone through all three phases, um, and fucking loved it range from other NICU moms, C-section moms, natural vaginal delivery moms, epidural delivery, vaginal moms, um, and more. So like we have a broad array of people who have already gone through this program and have loved it. I'm so fucking excited about it. One hundred twenty seven dollars one time fee. You get three phases. This is an in-depth in-depth program. Um, You get some videos, you get video demonstration, full app access can be done at gym or at home, all able to be done while you're being the best mom ever for your babe. So anyways, (laughs) hashtag ad. (laughs) Sorry for starting out so strong, Um, but it kind of covers the topic for today's podcast as well. And that is my nine month postpartum update. I feel like no matter whether you're a mom or not, This type of thing is very interesting because woman to woman, it is just interesting to hear how one combats postpartum, how it feels for someone versus someone else, Um, people's experience, especially if you're wanting to be a mom, like you're kind of like, hmm, I'm just curious. And you guys know I'm as vulnerable as can be. Um, So I just want to give you that opportunity. I have a few questions to answer as well, as just kind of sharing that um, with you guys, how that is feeling for me, what's going on, updates and more. Um, so if you have any questions about strong ass mom, anything like that, check the link in the description box. That's where you can find the program as well as a little short blurb. Um, and you can find way more on DBFT Instagram. So make sure you check out our Instagram DBFT LLC. Um, we have tons of posts with information all about what each phase is, why this is important, how you can do this also during pregnancy and more. But I have another exciting announcement. This podcast today is brought to you by better Oh fuck. Wrong one. Oh, there it is. Yes, it's true. We have a sponsor today and that is BetterHelp. help. You guys know, I've been in therapy now since hmm, February better help has been so helpful for me and has also made me better. Um, I think I was very borderline on kind of having almost a little bit of postpartum depression and postpartum anxiety. BetterHelp came in, swooped at out of the way. Um, I feel so much better about myself and they are sponsoring today's podcast. Guys, with my link or my code DESB, you can now get 10% off of your first Month. So it's not just a free week. You know, here's my referral link. I'm actually sponsored now by BetterHelp. So when you guys use this code or use my link to get your first month for 10% off, it does support me and it does support this podcast. I still pay for my services, I still love my services. I still love my therapist. Um, this is something that's really helped me. And if it's something that's kind of calling out to you, whether it's postpartum, whether it's life, whether it's post-COVID, whether it's whatever is kind of going on right now, or even if you're in the best headspace ever, I think therapy is is truly for anyone and everyone. Um, so again, you can click the link, um, support me 10% off your first month with either the link or my code DESB at checkout. Um, so thank you better help for believing in me, making me better and helping me. <laughs> Let's get into this week's episode. Wow, what a beginning, you know, five minutes of me giving you ad after ad. That's, that's how most podcasters actually sound though. Um, isn't it? So anyways, um, again, so excited about strong ass moms and I'm sorry for, um, talking your ear off about this, but it's just something that I'm finally feeling so powerful and proud to have made. Um, I think a lot of people are so quick to throw out prenatal and postnatal plans. Um, or not even everyone there's really not a lot out there but when they do it's like fast right they're like one month postpartum and all of a sudden they have a whole plan for you or they're 20 weeks pregnant and all of a sudden they have a whole prenatal plan for you like and it's their first kid I don't know it just it doesn't really add up so I'm really proud of myself for taking my time I'm now nine months postpartum Um, I've gone through most of pregnancy. I'm very educated as well as bringing on my other coach Tish, who is very educated in postnatal and prenatal education as well. Um, and again, just coming together to create this program. Um, I had, I knew I wanted to do this while I was in the NICU. I was like, okay, I know I want to do this. I'm going to really document everything I do postpartum. But then it came to the point, um, where when we hired Tish in March, She came with this education. She's also a first-time mom. She's over a year postpartum. And I was like, man, it would be a disservice for me to not bring on someone else who has gone through the same experience, but also very different in terms of birthing and more. Um, So her and I came together. Um, We both had our fair share of um, support and encouragement of each other while making this program and using each other's education and experiences to make this the best yet. Um, And again, with my birth story... It's, it's just not something I was very confident in making, you know, I'm like, oh, who would want this? I, I barely had a baby. You know, I I was saying all these negative things to myself. and, And then it came to the point where I was like, wait, what the fuck? Not only did I vaginally deliver when my body wasn't even ready to push a baby out, my hips were not open. I was not like my body was not relaxed with that natural hormone that occurs when you're ready to give birth. I, I did not have that. It was like a get this baby out on top of spending six additional weeks in the NICU. I think I'm a pretty strong ass mom, right? Um, so no matter who you're at, who, who you are, where you're at in your journey, this plan is for you. And again, even if you're pregnant, this is a great plan to do backwards. So going from week, uh, phase three in the first trimester, second trimester, phase two, uh, mixed with maybe phase one and then third trimester sticking to phase one. Um, it's awesome. What a cool fucking program, dude. So fucking dope. I'm just damn it. I'm really proud of myself. Sorry. So nine months postpartum where we're at where are we at well it's funny because usually these people on instagram are posting like nine months in nine months out hashtag transformation tuesday and for me it's more like seven months in nine months out yeah he was premature hashtag fuck me (laughs) so um I wanted to do the nine month though, because it's still like a almost really monumental month. I don't, don't really know why. Um, probably because of that, right? Nine months in, nine months out. But I just feel like you're just right on the brink of them being a year old. That's crazy. You know what I mean? Like he's almost a year old. How in the hell did we get here? I don't know. Um, So I wanted to, give you guys a little bit of an update because obviously my experience was different. But at the end of the day, the fourth trimester, which I would consider postpartum is still postpartum for any mom. It's still an adjustment. You still have a whole ass human. You still are taking care of yourself learning a new balance of maybe supporting your loved one, your husband, your boyfriend, your, your baby daddy, whatever's going on, whatever relationship you have with that person. Um, it's new and you guys know I give it to you vulnerable and I give it to you straight. So I'm not gonna be here sitting like, oh yeah. I never had hemorrhoids. Um, I never ever co co-sle- I, You know, my baby was always in his crib. That's bullshit. I'm gonna give it to you straight. And I just wanna the preface by, this is a place of no judgment. This is a place where no matter your walk, you are accepted. And we are very open to understanding that every mom specifically, especially moms, Moms know their journey best. And if you aren't a mom right now and you want to listen to this podcast and judge me as a mom, or then, you know, judge motherhood, you can simply take a left turn and turn around, do a little, you know, Michigan U-turn or just a regular U-turn and turn the fuck around and get off this podcast. I'm here to be vulnerable. I'm here to be fucking honest because I think that's what we need in the world. And if you're going to be an butthole <laughs> I don't need that energy um so disclaimer here I'm going to chat with you guys about what I've done and if it's not if it's not right I don't give a fuck because guess what Maddox is thriving and even his doctor said it today is at his nine-month check-in he's doing a great fucking job um so anyways if you guys are interested if you're here for the first time or even the first few times or you're a follower but you're just now getting to the podcast check out my birth story. I think it's one of my most powerful podcasts. I recorded it just, I mean, I think days after I had Maddox. So everything was fresh in my mind and I wanted to record it. So even I could go back and remember those small details that maybe I would naturally like forget. So if you're interested in my birth story, please check that out. I have a few other, um, kind of pregnancy podcast as well, kind of recapping first trimester, second trimester, body dysmorphia with pregnancy and more. Um, So I have a lot of stuff on that, but I first want to give you an update on Maddox. Okay, this bitch, he, you know that go bitch, go bitch, go bestie. Like that is literally me when I look at Maddox. Like to think that he came out of my vaginal canal at four pounds, is just baffling to me. He is 20 pounds, seven ounces. Um, I believe 27 inches long or so. Um, I didn't really get the the official number. He is doing amazing. His motor skills. Um, you know, it's hard to say, Oh, he's delayed. Cause babies really are so different. You know, he's doing more than some babies I know but he's doing less than other babies. I know at the same age. And like, that's totally okay. Um, Comparison is not something you should get stuck in as a mom, but because he's premature, I'm just a little bit more aware. Um, so that I know, Hey, if something just doesn't look right, I need to make sure I note that. Right. So his motor skills though, um, the doctor said like, he's really proud of him. He actually did this cool fucking thing today. It's like when he does a trick, He was on his belly with his hands pushed up kind of like in a Cobra pose. (laughs) And he actually pushed himself into a like half seated position. So he's kind of like resting on his hip, but he pushed himself up into that position. I just thought that was so cool. It's, it's amazing when you see like your baby start to do stuff more and more and you're like, whoa, like you didn't do that yesterday. Um, So he's doing amazing. Motor skills are great. Um, He's not crawling yet, but he is, he's kind of like army crawling. And let me tell you, if he sees something shiny across the room, he will find a way to get there. I look up and sometimes I wonder if he's walking and I'm just like, and he's playing around like, almost like, you know, when you think dolls move, you're like, Annabelle, did you just fucking open the door? That's how I feel Maddox is. I'm like, are you actually walking? And then you kind of play like, there, there's a good comparison. You play like, like Woody in Toy Story, you just fucking die. Like you just kind of lay on the ground and pretend like you didn't move. Um, so he is doing amazing. The doctor was very, very proud of him, very happy with him. We started solid foods, so exciting. If you guys are moms out there and you're not at that phase yet to start foods, I'm doing it a little bit later because obviously of Maddox's development. But it's it's so fun. It is just getting so fun to be a mom, and like it's always been fun to be a mom. Proud of myself for being a mom, but this is where it gets really fun. You know what I mean? They just they know you, you know them, and. It's just, it's a really special time. So he's doing awesome. I'm still breastfeeding. Um, I'm doing a little bit less breastfeeding because he's obviously eating foods now. So I do plan to still go till a year breastfeeding, but I'm obviously not gonna be like breastfeeding him every two hours or three hours, right? Like he's kinda, he takes in less milk now cause he's taking calories elsewhere. So um, it's a really cool time. Um, I'm really proud of myself for continuing to breastfeed and making it through, you know, pumping hours of fucking pumping, um, and more. So I want to dive into some of your questions, but I did just want to give you a little Maddie P update. He is doing amazing. Um, I'm just, I'm so proud of him every day. I look at him and sometimes I forget what we went through or like, I kind of just normalize it. Like, Oh yeah, that was normal to where when I look at him, sometimes it takes me back and I just realize how I could have lost him, you know, like it it could have taken a couple more hours of me not acting as fast as I did. And he could have not been here. And to then now put that in perspective and see his growth and see him, you know, rocking around and see him playing with his toys and smiling at me and babbling, you know, blah, blah, blah. It, it is just a miracle, you know, and it just reminds me of my purpose to be his, his number one, you know, uh, it's just, it is the fucking coolest feeling ever. So anyways, let's get on to some questions. Um, and I like, I have a few, quite few good questions I picked out. Um, and we'll, and then we'll kind of go from there. So number one, do you feel quote back to normal now? Because you look fucking hot, <laughs> um, I love this question. So I will say, ever since I would I would mark it around seven and a half months postpartum, every single week I've felt more and more normal. My body's felt more normal. My energy has felt more normal. My mindset feels more normal. I feel in a routine, um, which is hard with a baby. You just, you don't really have a routine, but like, I feel like I'm in control of my own chaos, you know? So yes, I do feel that i I do pretty much feel back to normal. I really do. The only thing I think that is still holding me back is because I'm breastfeeding. It has just taken the muscle out of me. Like I still have muscle granted, but like my muscle tone, I feel like has really atrophied a little bit and not to the point where maybe you guys would completely notice, but like I do, right? Like I know my body, but I think that's the only thing that really sucked about breastfeeding as well as just when I was postpartum and I broke my toe. If you guys remember that I I went like six weeks where I couldn't really move my legs. Like I couldn't like hit legs or, you know, do leg extensions. I couldn't get to the gym. And more. So when I think of like how the past year and a half of working out has gone for me, um, it once I had Maddox, so nine months, it really just kinda shit the bed. You know, so we went through COVID where we couldn't go to the gyms at all. I kind of got back to the gym, felt a little confident, then I had him early, then I broke my toe and I couldn't even walk. So it it was like a mixture of that on top of just like not being able to work out, um, normal, like postpartum toward, like I said, I feel like I atrophied a little bit. That's the only thing that I feel like I'm still holding on to, like not feeling like how I quote used to is just the amount of like muscle. I feel like I've lost and like, that's okay. Because my working out, my kind of working out now is just, it looks so much different. Like my, my workouts are just different. My approach to fitness is different. Um, and more. So like, I can't really critique myself there, but it just definitely has been like a new kind of journey. Mom, to be here, did you ever dream your baby's gender? Um, no, I did not. Um, whenever this is so funny, you kind of unlocked a memory for me. Whenever I would try to, whenever I would dream of Maddox and at this point, I didn't know what I was having. Right. So whenever i would tried to dream of like this baby, even then when I found out the gender, whenever I tried to dream of them, I would then not see the face. So even in my dream, I remember holding my baby at this time and I'm like, Oh, I love you. Whatever. It's in my dream. I could never see a face. It was so strange. And I'm not sure if it's cause I literally couldn't fill it in with something I could even imagine what they would look like. Um, but yeah, it was just, it was very interesting. So no, I did not have dreams, but I will say up until I found out he was a boy, um, I thought he was a girl. So, <laughs> um, that was my fault. I remember crying. Cause I was like, I just feel so bad in my baby book. I even said, I think you're a girl. Um, so definitely a boy, but I can't say I had dreams of like what, what he was going to be like in terms of gender. Um, how much does Maddox weigh now? How long does your hair loss last? So um, he weighs, like I said earlier, 20 pounds, seven ounces, um, which is great. And my hair loss um, lasted about, let's see, it really started to set in around three and a half months. And I remember being like, what the fuck is going on? I noticed that out of nowhere. my One of my friends on Instagram actually entered in my question box. I remember this day vividly have you had postpartum hair loss and not out of like being mean, just like asking, you know, like, Hey, ask me questions. And I was like, wait, Oh my God. And then I noticed, bitch, I lost hair. So it, I didn't really notice it until I paid attention to it, but it lasted probably a good two months. I used Rogaine women's Rogaine on my hairline. Cause that's really where I had it. And then, um, um, from there I stopped using it once I kind of ran out of it. I just never bought it again. And I would say my hairs continued to like kind of grow back and fill back out. Um, but it definitely, I, I think it helped. I also continued taking like my prenatals and stuff like that. Did your milk supply coming in make you feel sick? I feel like I'm going to throw up. Um, Oh, that's so interesting. I can't say it did, but I can also say that like, I don't know what the fuck was going on because I was, just fucked up like from giving birth and like not understanding that I just gave birth and more so I don't know if I had time to think that I was like sick you know what I mean um but I personally did not so if any of you guys and if any other (laughs) what in the fuck if any of you guys anyone else has had that I would be curious how the heck did you survive the engorgement process seven days postpartum and I'm dying oh my fucking god dude I do not miss that my boobs, you add in, you add in implants to engorgement, bitch. It's another fucking level of holy shit. Um, honestly, I just, dude, I don't even know. I just listened to my lactation consultant. I got a free one since I was in the NICU, which was very, very nice. Um, but whatever they told me to do, I just did. I was pumping at first, like every two hours for like six, 18 minutes. Then like I was way too engorged. I was way too overproducing. So we like cut down a minute and then we would cut down two minutes. Cause you also don't want to like get mastitis by making fast changes. Um, so definitely just make sure you're staying on top of your schedule. Um, use ice, use heat. Um, what else did I do? Make sure you massage hand express, get a handheld pump as well. Um, those are a few things I feel like really helped me. Um, did you learn about breastfeeding or was it instinctive? So I didn't learn really about breastfeeding at all. Um, I just kind of knew from watching my sister, like you just put them on your boob and like, here's what you kind of do. Um, but again, I was in the, being in the NICU for six weeks, I was very grateful to have a little bit more time to like learn, um, while not having a baby, to take care of. Like that sounds so bad. I was still very much a mother and taking care of my child, but in the NICU there's only so much I could do, right? He was in his isolate all the time. And so I kind of just sat there and would read and watch videos and educate myself. Um, you can still definitely do that at home though, postpartum or before you give birth. I feel like, uh, Carrie Loker is a really, really great resource for breastfeeding. Um, she was on my podcast, uh, probably back in October, I believe. So you can go check that out. It was like caring for postpartum, it was a full Q and A. She is an amazing resource. Um, But I would definitely check that out. And in terms of, there's another question to kind of go into it, biggest breastfeeding tips. Honestly, just educate yourself, know that it is hard. If it it was easy, everyone would do it. It is definitely, it's time consuming. It can be frustrating. It can feel defeating sometimes. But if you're someone putting yourself out there to, to try, um, you're already doing something that a lot of people don't, but at the end of the day, fed is best. So if it, if it doesn't work out for you, I think my biggest piece of advice or tip is just, it's okay. Your baby will not remember (laughs) you're, you are still an amazing mom. And as long as that baby is being fed, you're doing exactly what you're supposed to be doing. Um, I do have in my profile highlights on Instagram, like a ton of breastfeeding, tips and like things that I kind of learned as I went through. So you can check out, like, I think it was my NICU part one, NICU part two, and then my, both of my Maddox highlights. Um, I, I put a lot of like random blurbs and like stuff I've learned from like Q and A's and stuff in there. So if you have a minute and you're just like sitting, scrolling on your phone, like I really encourage you to go through those highlights. I think there's a lot of really cool information you can learn. Does Maddox have a bedtime or does he go down when he's tired? So that's a great question. I actually just started really implementing a bedtime. Um, I was very much not planning on sleep training him. So hear me out real quick. I was not planning on sleep training sleep training him at all because at first he was doing really, really great sleeping. And I was like, cool, this is great. He's in his bedside bassinet sleeping um, like, tw- like 10 to 12 hours. It was dope. Then all of a sudden... It fucking changed. And I think it was around leap four when he then started kind of teething a little bit, getting to know his personality, understanding his space around him, and it never got better. He still woke up three, even four times a night to feed, and up until literally two weeks ago was still doing the same thing. It was 4.30 a.m. one night, um, and remind you, sleep affects everything. Okay, if you're a mama and you're not getting sleep and you're not taking care of yourself, it's hard to be a good wife. It's hard to be a good friend. It's hard to be a good sister or a good daughter. It's hard to be a good mom because you're not taken care of. So when they tell you in the airplane, put the mask on yourself before infants, that's because so you can be the best mom and then in turn take care of your baby. Um, And that is the same thing when it comes to sleep. You need to take care of yourself. Granted, in the beginning, it's really hard no matter what newborns it's a whole nother journey but when they're starting to approach six seven eight nine ten and on months you need sleep um so it was 4 30 a.m one night a few night a few weeks ago and I was like you know what be open to changing your perception and more I looked online I've been I've been eyeing the taking care of babies ABCs of sleep for for a while I mean I've pulled it up on my phone a lot read about it did research on it, read testimonials, would never pull the trigger. It was 4.30 a.m. one night um, after already waking up twice, 2.30 a.m. and 1 a.m. It's like fucking clockwork for him. And I was like, dude, I, I can't fucking do this anymore. I wake up pissed at Wyatt because I have partner resentment. I wake up pissed off at the world. I'm fucking tired. In turn, my work suffering, my energy suffering, my mindset suffering, and more. I bought the taking care of babies sleep class. So what this is, is a 14 day program. Um, and it's really cool. It's called the ABCs Sleep. I mean, she's a fucking genius for even making this and like marketing it's, it's a really cool ebook with a course. Um, I really enjoy it reading the ebook at least. And there's also videos So from that day I've started implementing sleep training. It's a really cool approach to sleep training. She is certified sleep. Um, she's also a nurse. Her husband's a pediatrician. Like there's a lot of really great education going on. This isn't just some podunk sleep trainer. Um, and so I went ahead and went for that. Um, I've been utilizing it now for a few days. I've kind of been waiting since until we were home home so that he could be in the proper environment to utilize the plan. Um, so I, I will give you guys an update on that. If you're interested, um, as of now, like I said, I haven't done it a lot. Um, you kind of, you don't let them cry it out, but you teach them how to self soothe with you in the room without like necessarily picking them up. So like yeah, I go in and I'm like, Hey baby, it's okay. Mom's right here. We're going to go to sleep. We're going to have a great night. And then I'm going to see you in the morning and we get to hang out. Like I kind of just affirm him, even if he doesn't really understand. Right? It's it's my voice, it's my soothing tone. He knows that I'm there and I'm not just abandoning him. Um, and you know what? Babies are made to cry. <laughs> there's there's no toxic distress going on. Um, and and he's really been responding well. Honestly, it's it's been really really cool, and it makes me feel really really proud to put myself first in a in a way to then make him better too, because more sleep for him. He can also be a better tempered baby. He can have better days too. Um, and we're a team. So anyways, long story short, I I am now having him have a bedtime. We kind of do like bath, we do diaper change. We do put him in his little sleep sack. We maybe do a book or I breastfeed him for a little bit, but I do make sure that I put him to sleep uh, uh, drowsy, but awake. That's what they say. Drowsy, but awake. So he's awake enough to understand. All right, this is my time to put myself to bed. Um, but he's also drowsy enough to be sleepy. Um, so yeah, I hope that answered your question. And again, if you guys are um, interested in more of the taking care of babies course, I'll let you know, this is not sponsored. I paid for it out of my own bank account. Um, because mama fucking needs it and consider it (laughs) self-care. Um, best thing for stretch marks there, you know what stretch marks are really a hit or miss for all different kinds of people. Um, my sister had them pretty bad during pregnancy and then after pregnancy to now they've kind of actually gone away. Um, I had them pretty bad on my breasts when I was like, when I was pregnant and now they're actually, they're just like gone. I haven't treated anything since being pregnant. When I was pregnant, I was using, um, fuck, what is it? I was using belly oil, um, every night, like I would do a night routine. I would do belly oil and then like a stretch cream. Did it really do much? Like, I don't know, I I just enjoyed doing it. It was kind of just part of my routine. It smelled good, it made me feel good. I put it on my breasts, I put it on my um, inner thighs and like my legs some on my butt but mostly like around my belly all the way to like kind of like the love handle area etc so at the end of the day guys stretch marks i know that they're embarrassing they can be you're like oh man it really just takes away from like myself i feel like that's all people see but once you like once you're like when you're a mom and if you have stretch marks i'm sure that you look at any other mom with stretch marks and go wow like you are a fucking warrior um or you look at someone who maybe has just had extreme weight loss stuff like that and you're like dude you're a fucking badass. So I think that stretch marks tell stories, but I can also very much respect the fact that it can be um you know, it can be a look that not everyone obviously wants. Did some things you thought were you were going to do as a parent change after you had Maddox? That's a great question. Also absolutely one. I just mentioned sleep training. Didn't think I would need it. I can't say I was like against it. I was just like, Oh, I don't need it. Max Maddox is a great sleeper. So definitely opened to changing that. Um, in terms of breastfeeding, I definitely would maybe not breastfeed as long next time. Um, my, with my next kid, I think it's just, it's a lot, it's a lot of mentality. Um, but we'll see, like, I also might change that and I might just breastfeed again and and la di da. Um, what else? I would say, oh, like the screen time shit. I, I wasn't a parent that I was like, oh, I'm not gonna let him have screen time till he's a year old. Not that. But I definitely like, I love putting on like his interactive shows and, and letting him watch them. I think that they're developmental. You know, he's he's tracking things on the TV. He's learning ABCs. He's learning how to count, um, stuff like that. Another thing I would say in terms of, uh, I was really, really, Advocating, teaching him sign language. And there's quite a few things that I have worked with him like mama, dada, milk, bath, more, please, thank you. Very easy stuff, but I really did want to try to learn like a lot a lot more, but honestly, it's just it's very time consuming and um it's just not something that I'd made a priority. So that was one thing that kind of changed. Um but the rest of it I feel like just really learning to take everything a day at a time like and learning how to not have a schedule is something that has changed too. Like I really thought I was going to be on top of my shit, but it's just something that every day is a learning process. Um best thing you did to take care of yourself postpartum. Um, I think the six weeks in general of like not working out alone was like very good for me. But I think that once I started working out, that was the best thing I could have done postpartum and doing it slow. And that's exactly why I created my program because too many women rush back into working out, doing it completely wrong. And then they actually hurt themselves even more for recovery. So I think the best thing I did for myself was just slow it down rehabilitate myself, utilize movements that are only going to help me repair my core, repair my body, gain back my strength. And that in turn has allowed me to now even take care of myself even better now. Um, and I think lastly, just giving myself grace, you know, it, it, every day I I would love to go to the gym. I would love to do this. I would love to do that. Some days I just cried. I just fucking cried. And you know what? That is 100%. Okay did you get the baby blues days after birth or when you brought Maddox home? That is also a really great question. Um, I think for the most part I got baby blue, uh, the baby blues after he was born. Um, still like on regular, point because I was at the hospital all the time. And I think even though with COVID we weren't really doing a ton outside, it was still the fact that my days were spent in a four by four isolate cubicle um that made me realize like what my other friends were doing or what other people were doing or what I could have been doing, but I couldn't because I had him. Um and I think also the baby blues came with me realizing that like I already didn't have a normal experience because I didn't have maternity pictures. I didn't have a a real baby shower. I didn't get to do this. I didn't get to do that. Didn't get newborn pictures. Didn't get, you know what I mean? But I think it also hit me because of that. You know, I was then like very hurt by what I didn't get, um, to where it made me like resent my pregnancy even more. Um, but overall, I think we all get baby blues. It's just making sure that you know that line of like postpartum depression and anxiety versus the baby blues. 23 weeks pregnant. How effed up would my vag and butt be after birth? Okay, so this is so weird for me to say, um, but honestly, the vag wasn't bad. I feel like because you're not really messing with it, like, you know what I mean? You're not really having sex or anything after birth. You don't really notice it as much. It's just the bleeding part. And when you're postpartum, all you're using is the peri bottle. So you're not like wiping. You know what I mean? You're not, you're not really wiping. I do remember wiping after I pooped and I had to be very careful. I did have a few stitches. Um, I ripped just like a little bit, um, more like a rug burn, but they did, she still did stitch me. I feel like that the worst part of birth was after birth, birthing the placenta and then getting stitched up. Like I I literally don't, the pain of pushing was nothing to me. It was the after it. And I think it's because you then maybe realize like, holy fuck he's out and you know what I mean? Oh my God, what's going on now? But the thing is like, we've been doing this for so fucking long, you're never fucked up. You know what I mean? You're, you're good. If you have a doctor that takes care of you, and knows you know okay hey here's how big this head's gonna be can her body fit it can can, is her body ready do we need to go c-section do we they know what to do so trust your doctor you're gonna be you're gonna do fine you're gonna do great the one thing i will say is the butthole no one told me this i've never had a hemorrhoid in my life so i didn't know what a hemorrhoid was But what I had was called internal hemorrhoids, I believe is what the term is. Very common after birth. It is occurring from vaginal delivery. You know, you're pushing. And even though I was bearing down and pushing through my pelvic floor, naturally, you're going to also potentially push through like your rectum, right? So I had, guys, (laughs) can't believe I'm saying this on here. I had the itchiest asshole I've ever experienced in my life. I really thought that something was wrong with me for, forever. Like I was like, dude, is my asshole gonna itch? Do, do I have an infection in my asshole? It, it was fucking gross. Like I'm talking, dude, I itched all the time. I had to use dermaplast so that I had like anti-itching. It was fucking terrible no one fucking told me that. Okay. I'm not sure if it happens to everyone. I'm not sure if that's a thing for, you know, most people, but dude, my butt was fucked up. All right. It took me probably eh, literally six to eight weeks to feel normal again down there. Um, and even after that, it still wasn't completely normal. But again, I, I was very open and honest with you guys before I wasn't having a lot of sex, um, to where it wasn't being touched down there at all like I wasn't putting in tampons. I wasn't, you know, I didn't have any of that. So I, I couldn't really tell you if it felt different. Right. Cause I, I, nothing was going on down there. Um, so you'll be fine, but just if no one's told you that now I have <laughs> tips on how to get through leaps. I'm in leap two with my baby and I'm dying. Dude, leaps are the worst. Leaps are the fucking worst. Leap four, leap, leap four dude almost killed me. It almost took me out. I swear to God. The best thing you can do is just give yourself grace and go day to day. Like, honestly, it's, it's easier said than done. But you just have to realize that these babies dude, they don't even know what they want. So if, if there's a day where you're fucking exhausted and you can't, you can't go to the store like you planned, or you, you can't do this or you don't want to go to dinner anymore. Or you don't want to see family or you don't want to go to that party or you don't, whatever you take care of you and fuck what anyone else Fucking says period 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 on top of covid um which luckily there's a lot of people that are you know vaccinated now covid numbers are going down etc but in general if you don't feel comfortable doing something as a mom or you are fucking exhausted going through a leap you have every right to say no i'm not going and neither is the baby um also feel free to take a break if, if you need to set your baby down in their crib and they need to cry for 10 minutes, you're still a great mom. And remember that because my, the best thing my mom told me was that if you ever find yourself getting worked up, walk away. The baby's going to be fine. Going to be fine. Make sure they're not you know, going to fall off anything, but they're going to be fine. Walk away. And I will tell everyone that up and down because as a mom, you think, oh, I'll never hurt my baby. I I never, and and you don't, you don't want to, I'm not sitting here right now. Like, Oh, I wish I could punch Maddox in the face. Obviously not. But when it's 2am and they're screaming in your ear, you're overstimulated. You're exhausted. You get fucking mad. And sometimes you have intrusive thoughts about, and again, this is a trigger warning for anyone who does have intrusive thoughts. You might think, I wish I could just throw him down in his bed right now. Literally John Cena, his ass. It's terrible. Or, you know, I wish I could just put my hand over his mouth. just make him quiet. It happens and it's normal and it's okay. But when you start thinking these things, first off, acknowledge it and dismiss it because you know you would never do that, All right? You're a great mom, but set your baby down, walk away and it's okay, all right? So that is my biggest tip for anyone and that's any mom. Any mom to be anyone, it's okay to walk away They're going to be okay. You need to take care of you to where then you can take care of them better too. Alcohol and breastfeeding. I know they say you can drive. If you can drive, you can feed baby anxiety. Girl, I don't think I've once given a fuck about what I've ate or drank with Maddox. And honestly, I think he's better for it. I do my venti fucking iced coffee. I did it every single day, almost when I was pregnant. I've done it every single day since I've had him his, it is not affecting him in any way to where like his weight gain, his activity levels, his sleep, nothing. And by the way, no, that's not what affects his sleep. So shut the fuck up. <laughs> um, but I, it, especially with alcohol, I, I don't, I, you know, I don't drink a lot in general. I really don't. But if I want to enjoy a drink and I'm like, Hmm, that was kind of good. I'll have another one. I, totally fine. Will I do it if I'm like 30 minutes out from breastfeeding him? Probably not because it's going to start, you know, getting into the bloodstream. But right after I'm done feeding him, I start to drink. And then I'll usually kind of stop between 30 to 45 minutes before he's going to feed again. Now, sometimes, though, I start slamming a seltzer while he's on the tit. So, like, you know, everyone come and go. If you there's no reason to pump and dump. There's no it's just it's a no. Um, Trust the science. All right. You're going to be fine. Um, And yeah, just just don't get overly hammered. (laughs) How terrified were you that your life wouldn't be yours anymore? Not pregnant, but I think about it. Um, I totally feel that and I don't think I really ever like thought about it. um, until like I was starting to think about it, but it's just a little bit crazier because I was only 31 weeks. And so like I was just at the point where I was starting to think, oh my gosh, he's going to be here soon. That's crazy. So in my defense, like I didn't have time to think about it. Like I didn't have time to imagine like, oh my gosh, this could be the last time I go to the store by myself. Oh my gosh, this could be the last dinner out by myself. Oh my gosh. Like I didn't have the countdown. Um, and I think that's almost like worse. Like it's worse. Cause I didn't, I couldn't prepare. I couldn't, oh, this is my last night of sleep. Like I, I didn't have that opportunity to be like, Oh, today could be the day. Today could be the day. Okay. Oh my gosh. Could be my last time doing this. I didn't know. So in terms of being terrified, I really didn't have time to process that or really think about it because I feel like when you start thinking about it, you're at the end of the road. Like you're maybe a month away from delivery, two weeks away from delivery to where you start to really, really think that and process that. Um, and for me, I, I, woke up one day, took the trash out. And then that night I had a kid, like it was fucking nuts. Again, I highly encourage you guys to listen to my birth story. Cause it is not only is it entertaining, but it is powerful. Like it's, it's just amazing what the body does and how it's like for us women, we literally go somewhere pregnant. And then all of a sudden we have another thing to take care of. Like, isn't that weird? That's so fucking weird to say out loud. Like all of a sudden we just have this thing out of that, that we fucking grew in our body. Like make, make it make sense. That's fucking weird. Um, anyways, so yeah, uh, it's been a great nine months. Those are my, those were my top questions. And I hope I answered a lot of really great ones for you guys, kind of ranging from different stages too. Um, for me personally, I've, I hated the newborn stage. Maddox started really to get fun, really started to get fun around seven months. I feel like that's when I really was like, wow, like he, he's cool. You know, he's a cool guy. Um, and before then it was just, it's a lot of, a lot of stress and, and like, it's still stressful. Um, but it's, it's like a fun stress cause he's more active and you can just watch him and he's fun and he plays versus just like laying there. Um, what was I going to say my last thing? I don't remember. Fuck. I was going to say something, something good, but my mind blanked. So if I remember, I'll let you guys know. <laughs> um. Oh yeah. We took the bedside bassinet out of the room. So I officially have my room back, which has been a really, really weird sensation. Um, I've had like this very tiny narrow walkway on the side of my bed because like his bedside sleeper took up the other side. And so now... I feel like my room just got fucking nine times bigger and it's been really great. So, um, last night was his first full night in his bed by himself. First full night, full, full night. Like didn't bring him into his bedside bassinet. Didn't bring him in with me. Um, nothing. And I feel like naturally, and, um, I wanted to cover this before I left naturally when you're nursing and you're a nursing mom, co-sleeping just kind of occurs. Um, and I wouldn't say I did it a lot when he was super duper small at all. Sometimes I would be sitting upright and I would simply fall asleep while he was kind of like nuzzled in my breast pillow against my skin. Um, maybe for like 10, 20 minutes, wake up, put him back as he got older. Um, when I would bring him into bed, when he was crying, so I'm obviously exhausted. I'd put him on my boob in like a side lying position. Um, and then sometimes we would just snuggle and he would fall asleep. Whenever I would awake, I would put him back. Um, but naturally it just occurs cause you're both exhausted. All he wants is the boob. He falls back asleep right away. Then all then you fall back asleep right away because breastfeeding releases the hormone to relax. Um, and so you and baby are both relaxing and then you're sleeping. So I can't say I really like co-slep a lot and I'm not, I'm honestly not against it, especially when they're bigger. Like you, it's just, it's a little bit safer, right? Like when baby is bigger, period. When they're tiny, it I can see where it can be very, very, very scary. Um, and even if you feel like you're being safe, sometimes being safe, feeling safe, isn't being safe, you know, and I'm not one to judge girls. I did it a few times, right? I'm not like, oh my gosh, I never did that. but I can see where it can be very scary because I actually had a few nights where Maddox was in his crib. let me preface it, like he was not with me. He was in his crib. Um, bedside crib sleeping but I imagined that he was next to me and so when I woke up on my stomach I almost fucking threw up because I thought he was there so like he wasn't he I had put him back he's fine but you're so sleep deprived that you forget sometimes like did I put him back did I I literally looked for him on the floor like I was like oh my fucking god that I, and then I look up and you know, it's only like a five second thing, but you look up and then he's right there, sound asleep. You're like, oh my God, thank you. Oh, thank God I put him back. It's like you, that's where it can become unsafe, right? It's like, you're so tired and delusional. You don't remember putting them back or not. And you're, it's fucking sleep deprivation, right? It's, it's scary. Um, So that was just like one time. I had one other time where again, I got, I, got fucking scared thinking that he was there and he wasn't. And and I was just fucking tired. It's like three in the morning, you know, you're like stumbling around. Oh my God, what's going on? And there they are right there sleeping and safe. So definitely not against co-sleeping um, as they get older and they can, you know, move away from you there, whatever a mother's instinct is unlike any other, you know, you can, you can be safe as a mom co-sleeping. It is obviously not recommended. There, there are risks, whatever. I I completely get it. Um, but again, I'm not a judging mom. I know how it feels to cuddle with your baby. And sometimes it's just euphoric and you feel great and it's so comfy and it's so cuddly. Um, and I think that you can, I think that there are ways to do it safely. I really do. Um, I don't think that it should be your primary source of sleep. Um, but for some it is for some it is. And that is fucking okay. I'm not, I'm not going to judge. We are all our own mothers. We are all our own moms or like moms to be. We're all, we all know what we want to do and what we want to accomplish. That is cool with me. Um, but you know, I think that with him sleeping in his crib now, I have a little bit more opportunity to get stuff done. Like even right now he's taking a nap in his crib. He cried for a few minutes and then he soothed himself back to sleep. And it's really nice to be able to start fucking getting stuff done again. Right. It's, it's cool. It's cool to get work done. Jeez. Um, but you know, when, when he gets older, especially like one, one and a half, two, I would love to like have nights where he does get to sleep with us. And, you know, maybe it's, maybe it's like a Friday night, you know, me, him and Wyatt, we all get to have a little movie night. And maybe, you know, we allow that to be our night where we all cuddle and hang out together. You only get your first, especially you only get your first once. And, you know, I want to be able to make memories, um, with my family that are, are intimate and special. And, Things that you know Maddox can look back and be like, "Oh yeah, when I was when I was five, my mom, dad, and I like we had movie night every Friday, and and I would get to sleep in their room with them, and we would cuddle, and then Saturday morning we'd wake up and like make breakfast together or so whatever. Like I want to do stuff like that, and I feel like once you have two kids, it's a lot of work. You know what I mean? One is one, two is two, three is fifteen. I, I want two kids, hopefully." Um, but it can be a lot. And so I really just want to like soak in the opportunity of having my firstborn and just being and doing like everything, you know, I want to be that extra mom. I want to take fucking pictures every week. I want to, you know, like I, because you only have your first once. Um, so anyways, I hope that was a fun little blurb for you guys to listen to and enjoy. Um, I love talking about my motherhood journey. Cause I don't, I don't, I don't get to a lot. Like you don't really sit down with a lot of people and just talk motherhood. Um, and I, I should say, cause I don't have a lot of moms around me, um, besides my sister and then like my mom, but it's really nice to be able to kind of share these uh, conversations and these thoughts and opinions and my, my perspective. And, um, also encourage you guys to like form your own and do your own thing and, and try different things. Um, but if there's any questions, like always, please let me know. Like I, I am always looking for ways to make new content or, you know, post stuff that's helpful on my stories or whatever so if there's ever anything that you're like des i think this would be helpful like i'd love to speak on it um so no matter who you are where you are what part of motherhood you're in if you're in it now if you're not if you're going to be whatever i hope that this episode helped you make sure you check out my strong ass mom program a program you get to keep five ever um app demos video demos form tips cues videos ebook lactation help recipes my favorite mom stuff, Tisha's favorite mom stuff, three phase program, three days a week, five days a week, hit cardio list everything included in it. It's amazing. 10 weeks plus you can use it, you know, really as long as you want. Link in bio, link in description box, whatever, same thing. I love you guys. Happy Sunday and I'll see you next week.